Welcome to the Birth Nurses Podcast. I'm Shana Brickner from Preparented, and I'm joined by my co-host Liz Baker-Wade from Birth and Beyond in Santa Monica, and we are the Birth Nurses. In this podcast, we're going to talk about birth, babies, breastfeeding, nursing practice, and more from our perspective as nurses in the hospital world. From two women who have been on both sides of the birthing bed, we've got some things to talk about that will enhance your understanding of birth. Whether you're a newly pregnant, first-time parent, or expecting your second baby and you want a better experience this time around, this podcast is for you. Join me and my co-host and special guests as we discuss birth from the womb to the room. We are continuing with our guest, Sunny Barish, about her experience having three kids and pregnant with her fourth. We've talked about her birth experiences. We've talked about her relationship with her husband. And now we want to talk more about postpartum and what it was like actually bringing home this new baby and recovering postpartum with other children at home. Uh, it's something that we want to learn more about from Sunny. So let's go for it. Hi, Sunny. Hi. So you're a woman who has a newborn and a child at home. This is baby number two. Um, so I had some postpartum with Maya, like not full-blown postpartum depression, but definitely the swing in hormones really, really affected me. Um, and, you know, I mean, Liz, you sort of warned me and John about it. So I wasn't completely caught off guard, but I will say it's just, you know, I don't know if a lot of a hundred percent of it's hormonal, but it's just such a big adjustment to, you know, being an independent adult, doing whatever your plans are I for the day, you. you know, yes. like, yes. I have meetings at this time. I, I have lunch. I have dinner plans, like all these things. And then you go to like, I can't do anything because I am breastfeeding this baby. And then literally when I, in my mind before I had kids, I was like, oh, when she's, she'll sleep all the time. I'll answer emails. I'll still like be with it. And I was like, um, oh, lovely. <laughs> when she's sleeping, I'm literally trying to brush my teeth. Like what? Take uh -huh. a quick shower, not even a <laughs> nice, luxurious shower, just like literally bare minimum. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what else. I mean, even now I'm saying it, it's like, I don't know what happened to the day. Like, that's how I felt every day. Um, and so I think that adjustment was really hard. Um, and then also like mixed with the excitement of like, uh, John wants his friend to come visit. And I'm like, I don't want to ask your friend what do you want to drink? Can I get you something? Like, I don't want to host, you right. know? I mean, even his mom, you know, it was like, he had to have that conversation with her of like, you know, and uh, luckily he's on the same page as me and was like, Hey, whatever. Like I'll talk to my oh, yeah. parents. He wasn't like, you know, I know it's, it's a hard line and hard balance. Sometimes people are like, those are my parents. They should come up, you know, like they should come over as much as they want. And John was like, okay, like, these are the rules. These are the limits. Let's come up with something that is helpful for everyone. Um, so that was, and I mean, I have to say that's like a credit to my in-laws because that's how they raised Good. him. So, mm -hmm. you know, yes. Um, yes. But yeah. You seem emotional. It's, I mean, that time in my life was really hard. Yeah. 
isn't it? I didn't see it coming either. And we talked a little bit about that several years ago. I don't know if you remember, but mm. I didn't see the postpartum uh, depression coming. It just was there one day. And I felt exactly that. How am I wearing these sweats and a dirty t-shirt with dirty hair? Yeah. And all I'm doing all day long is breastfeeding a baby. I'm like, certainly there's time, but I really could not compartmentalize. No, there's no time. Because I was so lost in my, what should I be doing? Well, I mean, I remember one day, literally, mm. I like, I, I produced a lot of milk, which is a yeah. blessing, but I was like, soaked in my shirt. Then she threw up on me. Then she projectiled pooed on me. And I was like, this is my life. <laughs> <laughs> and if it were to happen to me now with the fourth, I would be like, oh my God, this is hilarious. Whatever. But with my first, right. I was like, oh, like what the hell is happening to me? Well, and you had said that you were expecting to be able to answer emails and you have this part of you before you have a baby. And it's like, this is who I am. And then you have a baby and you're like, I can't yeah. be who I thought I, who I wanted to be or who I was because you're caring for another human being. And that's exhausting. And I've had, I mean, that's like, it's so weird because people, like I have friends that are my age now having their first or, you know, even a few years ago and they'd be like, oh my God, what do I need to know? And I was like, all the other stuff you will figure out, but just sort of take a mental note that like what you think your life is going to be like is not what it's going to be like, you know, because a lot of my friends were like very career driven, like, you know, high achievers, went to really great colleges, like had really great jobs. And I'm like, you guys, I, I don't know how to tell, like one of my best friends, um, we worked together for many years. She just had her kid. And I was like, like, she's like, oh, okay. I'm going to have, these are all my projects. I need to pan them off. And I was like, you won't give a shit. Like you won't care at all what happens to your projects. Like in two months, you'll be like, here's my baby. Here's everything else. Like you'll in a way want to go back to that because that's like who you used to be. But at the other time, it like at the same time, like there's an actual real human baby here and like physiologically or not, like you just won't care, you know? And it's like a really hard thing for your brain to reconcile. I think now these days when we're supposed to be like, have everything together, like your career, your house, your, this, you know, it's like, it's crazy. Did you feel like there was a time when that fog, let's call it lifted? Like when your baby was a couple months old, have you felt like yeah. now you're a different person and you're always going to be a different person or were you able um, to kind of go back and pick up where you left off? I'd say the first year of their life is my least favorite, which sounds so horrible, no. but it needs to be it's the most yeah. restrictive for me because I breastfeed and two of my three did not take a bottle. And so it is, like, I mean, honestly, I'm a bit dreading it even again this time, even though she's my fourth, because it's like Coco, my third, finally is two and a half. Like, yes, we lived a whole year in COVID and she was home and it was great because I really didn't feel the pull of, I'm not going anywhere. you know, I mean, I'm very involved in my other kids' schools and like, 
I mean, even just like go working out, answering some emails that need to be done. Like I work part-time with John. It's just all these things that like, I didn't, there was no, none of that pressure with COVID, but and now I feel like, okay, we're a bit back to normal life. My kids, she's in a pod, mm-hmm. um, a little preschool pod in a friend's backyard. And then, you know, my other two are in school. It feels like, okay, I've got a little bit of time to do what I need to do. And then very soon it will be going back to like the two hour groundhog day. <laughs> I always say when my kids get down to one nap is when I feel like I've passed into like a a, a phase that is manageable for me. It's, it is really the one nap. It's like, especially on weekends with everyone else's schedule, which Liz was asking me about earlier. It's like, okay, well, I, none of the other kids can live on the two hour nap schedule or whatever it is. And so in order to be able to spend time with everyone and do things as a family, it really only starts to like really work when there's a morning chunk and an afternoon chunk. And then, you know, when Coco's napping is when Max gets to be on watch, watch a TV and then spend some time with me or, you know, vice versa. And we flip with the other ones and, you know, I mean, it's just, yeah, the first year is just so like, what oh. was it like when you brought Max? <laughs> How was Maya in the beginning? How was she? So Max and Maya are almost apart? three and a half years apart. Yeah. They're a bit more spread out than I had originally planned. I had a miscarriage in between the two of them. And then it took me some time to get pregnant again um, with him. Um. She really took to it well. I mean, I'd I'd say it was a bit easier because of her personality. Um, She just really loves babies and was very gentle. And I never had to worry about sort of like acting her rage rage upon him. Um, You know, I mean, I did ramp up our um, nanny situation. She was. Like a few, I think I had her three days. And then once I realized he couldn't be in the car at all, um, she came more often. And then I sort of took advantage of that and like took Maya out a lot by herself so that she still felt like she had that part of her life. Like she was old enough to remember being an only child. So sort of honoring, you know, her Her alone time. Um, Did she she want? alone time with yeah as well. uh, she still does yeah yeah and john is still really good about that yeah. with her um he's the oldest and so it's like he and his dad have a really strong relationship and i think part of it is just like they're both the same gender and so john's like i want to do things with maya even though it's not like you know a father-son kind of thing and so he you know he takes her she's the only one that can ski fully on her own so every year except for like this past year um he takes her on like a ski trip with just her or like another dad and their kid um so things like that and he does that with max too um just like little things like you know he's the one that does his sports class on the weekends and i like you know little things, but, um, he'll probably do a trip with just him. And we, you know, we try to do things like that all the time. So she was a bit easier, um, with him and she, Mm -hmm. you know, she was three and a half. So she was already in school and it, 
just made the day a bit easier. Um, she was in school until two thirty, uh, and then on the weekends, yeah. you know, John was there, so it it just was a different dynamic than during the weeks. Um, when Coco came home, I thought it would be the same thing, and Max had a really, really, really hard time. Yeah, let's like really hard. Let's yeah. talk about that. Coco coming home, yes. baby number three. So. Now. How old was Max? Max was only two and like four months. So they were pretty close together. And he just, he's more, I'd say my daughter's more atypical. My oldest is more atypical. She just always had really good impulse control. Like she just was that kind of kid. Like I never really dealt with terrible twos with her. I dealt with attitude in threes and a lot more attitude in fours, but never like just like the impulse of like wanting to hit or like she just is not a physical kid. So like my concerns with her were more her internalizing things and making sure she was okay. And with him, it's like the more typical things that you hear. And so he's, you know, his impulse control of just throwing something at her or just having a complete Mm -hmm. insane meltdown over everything. Um, that really started, I think after about a month that she was home, it was really hard. And then it was hard because my parents were visiting. And so I think it was just like all of it, you know, like a lot of attention, not attention, not the right attention, like it just Mm -hmm. everything. Um, but he's, I mean, now they're, the two of them are very close, I think, cause they're closest in age and she really right. will do all the things that Maya won't do, like play Pokemon with him or run around and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Tag or, or yeah. fall on the floor and wrestle like yeah. a swarm of puppies. Yeah. Is she, <laughs> is Coco a physical girl? Like she likes to get into yeah. it with Max yeah. and she'll, they'll roll around yeah. and play with each other. I mean, she, so Max is and she by her. has like got a pal. Yeah, and she's he's got a pal. I mean, for better or for worse, she also doesn't have as uh, she has more normal impulse control for a two and a half year old. So, she, I mean, they, I, one of my pet peeves is like really physical. Like, I can't do the super physical when they just like grab each other or like bite each. Other. So there's no biting. I usually stop it before yeah. it gets there, but she'll like she'll grab his hair you know, but he never does anything back. Yeah. He sure. calls for me. And then, so I don't know. Oh, that's good. But it's, it sounds like they've, they've got some great boundaries and they've figured out how to be three. Yeah. Together. So it's a sort of interesting dynamic. Cause it's like rarely are when they're all three together, then Maya sort of the leader and Max has to agree to listen to her. Otherwise it all falls apart. Um, and then otherwise it's sort of like the older two do something and she's off or the girls are doing something and he's off doing, you know, it's sort of like a different puzzle all the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I have a question about preparing for postpartum. So there's kind of like some trends here and there. Like you should make your own padsicles and hire Wait, what? <laughs> what was the first thing you Padsicles. said? Oh, yes. The pads. Yes, yes. That frozen. frozen. Yeah. So did you do anything like that? I did. Make frozen meals. Tell us no, about that. I did something that was pretty faddish, <laughs> I would say. So um, I was going back and forth 
on whether or not I should encapsulate my placenta because that was such a thing. And I was, I don't know why I was like overthinking it to death. Well, probably because it was my first. And I was like, you know. And then at some point, Liz just said to me, dude, it's 200 bucks or 150 bucks. Just do it. You don't have to use them if you don't want to. But if you do it, then you'll have them. And if you don't, like, okay, like, are you really out that much? You know? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so my, I'd like to qualify my position on that. What I tell my patients and my clients in birth class is that I haven't really found a position pay, uh, paper, some literature that shows some concrete evidence that placenta encapsulation does or does not decrease postpartum depression or make more milk or whatever. The kind of literature that I look for. However, I do not in any way discount the placebo effect of doing anything that is not harmful. And so I think that there's some buy-in and I think there may be some good literature in the future, just like delayed cord clamping took forever until there was some very good literature to substantiate the benefit of delayed cord clamping. In the beginning, it's like, I can't make an opinion on it because there isn't any really good literature for me to say, but sure. it's not hurting anybody. Sure. Um, so. That's, that was my position on it. So the core, the, the placenta encapsulation, Sunny, go on. So I just did it. Um, I did it with all three. I don't know why I did it with all three. I didn't use maxes and I didn't do anything with cocos. I just, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a per person of habit. Um, it, I did try it with Maya because I was so much more moody with her. Um, like I said, I don't know if it was placebo or not. It seemed to help, but it also could have just been the passage of time. Who knows? You know, um, but I didn't do, I, I did get them. Uh, I did do it with all three of them. I didn't actually utilize. I mean, they're still in my freezer, so. I don't know. <laughs> the kids are like, what's this, mom? And the, the recommendation also is to start them like one, two days postpartum. Like as soon as they're encapsulated, try to start. So my, the, that's what the So I saw an acupuncturist for Max and um, oh, she was like, don't do it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I did it. How was your postpartum with Max? How was it with Max and Coco? You know, I always thought maybe with Max, it was because um, he was a boy and maybe like the difference in hormones between like the extra estrogen and the girls. I don't know. But I thought maybe that's why he, I, I, I think it's just because it's not so new again, you know, mm -hmm. like the adjustment isn't mm -hmm. so intense, you know what to expect. You felt less overwhelmed, yeah. overwhelmed all, all, overall. You had sort of like, <laughs> I like all right, I got yeah. this. Yeah. And I, and I don't know if it's yeah. like also my body, like the second and third time is like, okay, like we've done this before. And so maybe it's not so mm -hmm. extreme. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Um, I just, it wasn't so bad. I mean, obviously you're just, you know, your hormones get the best of you, but it was nothing as intense as it was yeah. for Maya. And I, I don't know why, but what other ways did you prepare for postpartum and especially with other kids in the house? Like, did you kind of make 
rules or was there these unspoken rules with your husband? Like, you're going to take care of the older kids while I lay in bed and recover and nurse the baby. How does Um, that all work out? Yeah. I mean, we sort of have a unspoken agreement like that. He just takes more of what the older kids need to do. And luckily he's flexible at work. So it's like, that's, you know, the school pickups or taking two activities or whatever that needs to be. Um, and on weekends, you know, if like, I don't want my other kids to have to stay home because I'm staying home Mm. with the baby, like go to the beach, you know, do whatever. Um, like I want them to be out, but at the same time that I'm like, Hey, right. Like I miss you guys. (laughs) I'm stuck here with a baby that doesn't talk. (laughs) I mean, I do. I mean, that is one of the things that, um, I think Allison, Latona, and Donna had like warned about, which like when you say it out loud, you're like, oh my God. But like, you know, when Maya came to visit me with Max and then she went home with John, I was like, you guys, right? Like you left me here, you know? Like I, I didn't feel as connected to the baby like I did the first time. Mm. Like I felt very connected to Maya. And so I was like, obviously, like, I'm, you know, he's, he's my baby and I'm here, but it, it was like sort of that you feel a bit torn, like Mm -hmm. your other kid is going home and you have to stay in the hospital. Yeah. (laughs) So many, I mean, I can't, when the, when the first Mm -hmm. child leaves, moms are always right. Shana, very, a lot of moms are very teary eyed. Like she, she or he is going to be okay at home with grandma yeah. or with daddy. It's going to yeah. be okay. It's not a betrayal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what about with Coco? With Coco, there was two of them. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, just, I felt the same. Like there's the party and I'm over here. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like two is a lot and Max is a lot. So I think, you know, it was sort of vacillating between like, okay, like you guys are off. And then also like, like that's my family and I'm over here. You know? right. <laughs> um, but I wasn't in the hospital for very long with Maya, with Coco. I remember I, it was close to Thanksgiving. Yeah. I can't remember if it was right after, but I called Demundo's office and I was like, do I really have to stay here 24 hours? And she's like, I'm like, can I get out of here before shift change? And she's like, yeah, we could do the test at seven instead of a nine. Because like, I feel like if I stayed until nine, then like I might as well stay like this. It's sort of, yeah, stuff doesn't happen after nine o'clock. So mm, I was right. like, I need to get, need to get out of here. Um, and then did you have a postpartum doula or baby nurse uh, for all I, the babies? No. I mean, I had Liz came and checked on me and. Um, with Maya, like she helped a lot with breastfeeding because I didn't really know. I mean, I, I distinctly remember you pinching my nipple and sticking her on. And I was like, ah! <laughs> but I mean, I wouldn't have known to, to do that. Yeah. I mean, she did it. Like she was like, here's your baby and here's your nipple. And here we go. <laughs> um, and now you're a pro. Um, well, yeah, when she got on, had... she was into it. She, she, yeah, she was Great. easy. Coco was, was easy. Great. Max had a tongue tie yeah. um, and reflux. And so he just had, I had a lactation consultant come. 
it was semi-helpful, semi-not. Maybe if he was my first, I would have been like, okay, let's try all the holds and this and that. But then I just was like, I can't, like, I, I couldn't figure out how to do it the way she wanted me to. And I was like, okay, he'll outgrow this phase. Like, just keep going. Um, but Coco was easy with breastfeeding, a little too easy. I think she's, mm-hmm. she still likes to touch my boobs and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um that's actually how i found out i was pregnant with my fourth was thanks to coco yes she touched my boob she like does that when she's trying to fall asleep she'll put her hand Mm -hmm. there and it hurt Mm -hmm. so bad and i was like (gasps) what (laughs) what and then i like texted john to come switch with me i ran to my bathroom and I had some really old tests, like really, really old, but I was like, it's better than Expired nothing. PT. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, those like cheap strips from Amazon. Um, yeah. I peed on it and it was positive. I went in like all the blood drained out of my body, like all, all of it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And <laughs> then I went in and told John who promptly went to CVS and yeah. here we are. So you were definitely not planning on a fourth, no. but you weren't necessarily preventing or? Um, well, we thought we were preventing it, but clearly we weren't. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what else to Yes, say. That's, that's how I got pregnant with my first baby. No. So. <laughs> Nobody had Another surgery. Time, we're going yes. to have a podcast about what that actually means. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, so so yes. all three babies you have a family of five soon to be six. Oh my god you have it's crazy would you consider your household to be schedule rules oriented or yes. more everybody does their thing tell me a little bit about that um i mean i eatings everybody eats together yes. you try to have yes meals together every day we eat dinner together every day every single day mm-hmm. um which I mean, I have to say after COVID, I am done talking about food, thinking about food. Like, yeah, for yeah, sure. uh, I'm yeah tired of what I make, but I make the same thing because I know the kids will eat it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we do dinner together every day. Yeah, we sort of are on the same schedule for everyone. The right. other, the younger right. two go to bed and Maya gets like, she'll read or stay up and do you know mostly read um sometimes we'll watch a you... british the british baking show together uh oh, one of my favorites yeah love it um, well, is there anything else you wanted to talk about liz i really just wanted... love the way that you know sunny has integrated each baby into the family mm-hmm. and how john and sunny are able to like be in their roles without feeling like they have to do equal of everything. It's like, Mm. if I'm like breastfeeding, I need you to do baseball or ballet or whatever it is. And that's okay with us. And there's doesn't seem to be a lot of, I do more than you do, or you do more than I do. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There are certain times when, especially in that first year when I'm like, yes. Oh, 
you just got a haircut without scheduling your entire life around going to get a haircut. Like, right. you know, sure. that yeah. first year is yeah. where I'm like, yeah. if I want to get a haircut, I need to pump, have someone babysit, like a list of 10 things right. and he'll come home yep, with right. a fresh haircut. And I'm like going to lose my mind. Cause I'm like, oh, what did you do today? <laughs> but you know, yes. it's, it's all in like phases, yeah. you know, like right now Coco's yes. older, like we both have own lives and I'm sure in about six months, I'll be mad at him for getting a haircut again, but it'll pass, <laughs> you know, like it'll just, it'll pass. And it's, Oh, it's fantastic. less about what he can do and more about what I can't do. You know, like it's more. Right. Just like I, mean, that. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking that. Is it really what you, what he can yes, do? Yes, it's just. Just because. Just because he, he doesn't yeah. lactate. <laughs> right. <gasps> I mean, I know it seems like such a not feminist thing to say, but the truth of the matter is, is she who has the breasts or the person that has the breasts and is lactating is the person who needs to be connected yeah. And yeah. on call, open 24 yeah. hours. I mean, yep. it's a planning. It's the whole pumping and planning and somebody. And I just need somebody to hold this baby for two hours so I can. I mean, John will say, like, he's like, I don't like the first year. It's so restrictive. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Restrictive for who? <laughs> <laughs> and he's always like, all the naps. We can't do what we want. I'm like, okay, fine. But like. You know, when he says that he, he is totally coming from his perspective and it's totally valid. Like, but yeah. I'm like, dude, you have no idea. Like, <laughs> I mean, he, he has some idea, but you know what I mean? It's just, I'm like, okay. Well, I can't, I can't wait to see you guys with your fourth. This oh is going to be fun. Oh. And you're doing a Thank great you. job. You're so much you fun to listen to. I know your house is quiet, and I know when everyone's there, it's pretty. It is. I like it. I mean, I mean, I just with two. I remember it like there's a lot going on, and then coming to see Miss Coco, and it's like, wow, yeah, this yeah. is going to be great. Do you like the commotion? Do you like the chaos? A lot I, of people do. I remember watching one of my favorite shows. Um, comedians in cars getting coffee did you ever watch that? oh yes Seinfeld show? yeah and he was talking to i think um Maniscalco. they were having a sandwich and he said if i were younger i would have had more i love it i love the chaos i love yes. it's just crazy <sighs> in the house and everyone's around because i love that and i think oh. um it's, it sounds like yes got a handle on it i mean i like a balance yeah like i like you know, it's, it's nice when they're all here and you can hear them laughing and running or whatever. And then for one, for John's 40th, the kids spent the night at my in-laws and we were in our own house without kids, which was one, so weird, yeah, but so two, quiet. so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I would want that every day, but it was like, well, what are we doing? <gasps> nothing. We're doing nothing. <laughs> We're nothing. Right. What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> what would you like to do? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. It was, I was like, oh, we'll walk to coffee, which we do with the kids. But I was like, oh, like, I don't have to respond to someone else right, right. now. It was Let's so hold my, nice. Hold my hand when we're the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just, and, and it's just weird to be in your house. Yeah. You, 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 and you yeah. will be able to do that mm -hmm. other times. Yeah. Like you'll yeah. have that time. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Oh, yeah. Sunny, thank you. Thank this you was, so much. Thank you for Sunny. having me on. Uh, I'll thank see you for soon. having me on. Looking it was so good to, to talk to both of you. Um, another birth with you. Yes. Great. We will talk. Another almost Thanksgiving baby. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Birth Nurses Podcast. If you enjoyed this, there are a few ways you can support us. First, you can share this podcast with your pregnant friends or new moms. Secondly, you can write a review and rate us on iTunes. And thirdly, we would love if you would check out our Instagram accounts and websites. I'm on Instagram as Preparented and online www.preparented.com. And Liz is on Instagram as Birth Nurse Liz, and her website is birthandbeyond.net. Thanks for listening.